Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, November 7th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Hope you had a great weekend. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. A ginormous football win for the Cats and basketball season starts tonight it's here we're excited about it we're going to talk about it and uh, really pumped up to do some radio this morning nick roush how are you i'm doing mighty fine mighty fine uh ready to kick off another big week uh, we got a lot a lot happening around the big blue nation right now yeah there is there is there's a good time to be doing a radio show scoots how are how are you how was your weekend buddy Oh, it was phenomenal. It was it was a long one finally. Felt like it was nice and long. We had a great sports weekend. Uh whether that was college football or NFL yesterday, it didn't matter. It was it was all just amazing. Great great weekend and I too am happy to be back. And it's basketball day. So, couldn't be any happier. College basketball is back, baby. Best sport alive. No, uh, it's it's here. It is here. There's a lot to get to. Had the Breeders' Cup this weekend as well. Roush was telling us before we got on the air that he didn't bet on Saturday or something weird. That that I, I didn't expect you not betting the Breeders' Cup, Roush. Well, I mean, I, I had some bets. Like, uh, I won with Malathat. Um, but, like, I didn't do the, we're going to have a bunch of pick four tickets, right? Like, the real big ones. If I'm going to invest, like, 80 bucks, I need to have more I, I need to be more focused, and uh, my undivided attention. Well, it's undivided because I did sneak a few peek at the race, but I, I was all was watching the Missouri football game. I also had two kids that were just being psychopaths on Saturday. Like none of them wanted to nap or sleep; they were just crying. <laughs> it was we we had a lot going on at the Roush House, so I, I was not as invested as I wanted to on Saturday. I did. Uh, I turned five dollars in a show parlay into a hundred in the Edner card on Friday, so that was fun to blow on the big races um i had a good time enjoying those uh, friday afternoon uh had, had a tv on at a friend's house outside so that was that was a good time yeah you had to be able to enjoy the weather yeah it was great yeah it ended up being nice well looked like keeneland did a good job uh i, I know a couple people that were out there they they had nothing but good things to say about it i don't know what the national 
perception of of it this time was. I know back when American Pharaoh won way back when, the National Horse Racing people were like, that was amazing. That was unbelievable. Hopefully they still had a great experience and Keelan, Keelan put on a good show. But it looked nice on TV, at least, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah and you didn't hear any complaints about logistics or anything that's i think that was that's always been like one of the bigger concerns because that place isn't built to host as many people that are there on a regular basis so i think all went well flight line was outstanding um man that horse it's just a shame that like that's really it's only prime time performance it might run in the pegasus world cup they're probably going to retire it uh, typically tj Really good horses run their speed figures like they'll break a hundred, right? Uh, you might get a Derby winner, uh, one hundred five to like one ten, like it'll be up. That, like that, that's a pretty fast race. It's ran over one ten in every race except its first, and it posted a one twenty one on Saturday, which is just it's unheard of, it's obscene. And he was doing it against the best competition. I thought uh, life is good might wear wear that horse out a little bit. They, they it's kind of a front runner, right? I thought they might wear down flight line, but no, he just kicked it into another gear and kicked everybody's ass. Yeah, it was a hell of a race. It was a hell of a race. Uh hope hope uh people won some money. I did not, but that's you know, that's okay. We had fun. It was it was fun having football on and you switch it over to a horse race. It made for a nice little weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope you did watch the distaff though, that mouth at one by nose. Like that was crazy three horses right at the wire it, it almost looked like a dead heat but like malathat had just barely a nostril hair over cleary air and i forget the other horse that, that was down there then the other philly the distaff the ladies they know how to put on a show yeah it was a great race i did watch that one uh did not win it but but did but did did watch it uh all right well we want to hear from you on the thornton's text line uh, heard from a lot of you all throughout the weekend. It's absolutely jam-packed, loaded, 502-414-1450. And as you'd imagine, the majority of the reaction from folks watching the football game on Saturday. The Nooner at Missouri, uh, I think when this game time came out, or when this game came out, I mean, just forever, I could have told you. It's going to be a gray, ugly, low-attended mm -hmm. football game. Uh, that's exactly what it was. Even had some rain mixed in for good measure. Uh, it was chilly and made for a pretty sleepy atmosphere. However, Roush, we're going to get into it. We're going to break it down. But exhale, Kentucky won. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Despite the gray atmosphere and the, the kind of sleepy environment, <laughs> It was it, it was quiet, but they actually did have a good crowd there when they would show the shots of crowd in the stands. Uh, but Kentucky did come out hot. That that's something we haven't seen much at all this year. They had two tackles for loss, to a negative seven yards for Missouri, quick three and out, and then on the first play, Levis dials one up to Barry on Brown, and th they're marching down the field. Uh, Jordan Dingle got a big third down conversion, and then uh, Dan Key on third and goal from the nine gets Kentucky on the board on the first possession. That was only the third time they've scored uh, on the first possession all year long, first against a Power 5 opponent. So that was huge. That really set the tone. It allowed Kentucky fans to breathe a little bit uh, easier, even though it was a chaotic game. But really, um, even though the offense did not have this sort of uh, explosion, you know, they, they didn't transform overnight, right? But – they did take advantage of their scoring opportunities, and they made big plays on third downs, uh, three for three in the red zone, three touchdowns, 
uh, field goals weren't getting it done in that win, uh, as we're well aware of. The, the one thing I, I will say, I know uh, we kind of mocked Martez Manuel over the summer when he said that uh, we hate Kentucky and it's it's more of a rival to us than Arkansas. We kind of mocked him, but when you look at this series, it's it's befuddling. And I just I don't know what the football gods what we did to appease them. Maybe it was just the years of being either close to Florida or Tennessee and then stupid things happening and we're on the short end of it. But now these 50-50 games keep happening and somehow the ball just bounces in the right way for Kentucky. Weird things happen and they just all seem to go Kentucky's way in this series. Now winners of seven of eight. Um, I, I think of all the crazy endings, this one was no doubt the craziest, TJ. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it had one of the craziest football plays I've ever seen. <laughs> that, that's that's a better way to put it. Yeah. 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 And like, I, I guess it's just being, I'm being technical. You, you, you were not on the wrong to have that opinion whatsoever. I just ending. I always am just probably going to go to CJ Conrad at the yeah, literal yeah. last play. The walk off win was better, but but, but this, this was, was I mean, the weirdest. For all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, this was basically a walk off, um, a, a injured <laughs> a off, a, card, a, a carded <laughs> off. More all things considered, but oh, God. Uh, you know, you're no, you're you're not wrong. And I was telling people on Saturday, and even telling some uh, some people t- talking to some friends and family on Sunday. I was saying that I think was the wildest football play I've ever seen in my life. I think it was. I mean, I really do think it, like you. You just you couldn't have a play like that in that situation happen again. Like the the stakes on the line, the just the way that the ball bounced, the way that it was picked up, the way that it was caught, the way that it was punted, the way that he was hit. Like all of it was just a perfect storm for one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. Uh, I saw that Eli Dorkowitz was super super mad about the play and about the call mm-hmm. and and. If I was a Missouri fan, I mean, I would be frustrated, understandably so. But my frustration, I don't think, would be with the referees because they made the right call by the by the rule of the law. My frustration would just be like exactly kind of what you were alluding to two minutes ago, Roush. Like, how freaking unlucky are we in this series? Like, how many things can just go wrong to have us seemingly find ways to lose to these guys? Uh, I, I would be more just frustrated at a higher power than I would be the officials because – that was the right call. The punter has to be able, inside the tackle box, to be able to punt the ball. And the Missouri dude didn't even really seem like he was going for the ball. It looked like he was intentionally just trying to, to hit him. I think if a coach really kind of wanted to be upset about stuff in a win, obviously Stoops isn't going to be super upset. But I, I think Stoops could make a case that it was a semi-dirty play. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think like his intent was to hurt the U.K. punter. I think he thought, like, oh, this is a loose ball. It's a free-for-all whatever happens happens here let's just cause some chaos because in those split second moments i don't care if you're an 18 19 20 21 22 year old kid or if you were 45 years old and you've been studying and watching football for your entire life those are split second decisions being made by players and they just so happen to be young so they you know they don't have experience really to go to fall back on and one split second decision won the game for a team Another split-second decision lost the game for a team in a situation that neither one of them maybe even knew exactly the circumstances of what they were doing. But the fact that a good fella decided to pick up the ball, punt it, I was Roush hand up. I'll you know I'll admit it. I was screaming as it was happening. 
I mean, just it, it felt like it was like a five minute long play, but of course, you know, it's all happening in the span of like 10, five seconds. But I'm screaming, I'm like, kick it to the back of the end zone, get a safety. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a disaster. He's going to fall on it, and Missouri's going to be able to basically run out the clock and just punch it in for a touchdown, and they're going to win the game. Well, and, and that, that's the, that was the heads up play by Goodfellow, too. And sadly, he's been in this situation too many times before. You you can't kick it out of the end zone unless the ball is actually in the end zone. Good um, point. And he if, could he could take it and run it out of the back of the end zone, uh, right? Right. Or take right. it and run it to the end zone and just go down for the safety. But you're good. Good, good call. Uh, good call. Point being, my split second decisions would have been wrong in this situation, and my thought process was like, this is a horrible situation. Get the safety, and you're still at least winning. At least Missouri still has to go for a drive. That being said, now a field goal would sink you, so it makes it a little bit tougher for you. But, hell, when you snap the ball over your punter's head with two and a half minutes left in the game, if that doesn't go right, you're going to be putting yourself in a pretty difficult spot regardless. So uh, the, the, the decision-making in that spot, knowing that most likely you're just going to get drilled, maybe the punt's going to get blocked even, it took some, took some cojones to, be, to step in, make that play. Player of the game, as far as I'm concerned, because – Special teams is a complete and total nightmare, but that one specific special teams play coming off a terrible mistake that should never happen. I mean, just should never happen. Those are things you practice far too often. You shouldn't be snapping the ball over people's heads. But uh, to, to, to have that decision-making, to stand in there, take the hit, won the game for Kentucky. So that's, that's what, the thing. What could the defender have done differently? Could he have stood in front of him and just tried to block it? Yeah, uh, okay. if he would have gone for the block instead of just tackling him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it w- that was crazy. That was crazy play. Well, and, and the thing was, too, TJ, you were kind of talking about just how long it took and the emotions and everything. I um, I got that some of that taken away from me because, like, typically I don't – like, if uh, we, we have our KSR live blog and it's going to be ahead of the action, I do a pretty good job of not getting spoiled by it. But usually I'm the one doing the play-by-play, whether I'm there or at home. And Luckett just chimes in with a roughing the kicker. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they roughed him? And then as I read that, I look up and the ball is just skying over his head. So I'm like, oh, God, what? How? Huh? So, like, I wasn't – I didn't have the emotional freakout that I'm sure everybody else had. But it's just, of all of the results that could have happened on the play, the fact that that was the one that happened, it's just so improbable. It's so improbable, so silly. Uh, shout out to Colin Goodfellow for having the the wherewithal to make that play and then for really taking one of the chin. I love that Eli whined about the call, but did, did you see him, you know, say like, you know, we hope the kid's get feeling better after his ankle or leg was shattered by that tackle? Yeah, I mean that I get. I, that, that that crossed my mind too, Roush during his complaint, and also just like it, it's the rule. And I think his direct quote was like, "They got bailed out for a bad football play, and yeah, we got penalized for trying to make a good football play." I mean, that is just a load of crap. And heat of the moment, like I, you know, I that's a tough way to lose a game on a play like that. I fully admit it. That would be a really hard way to lose a game. But a little perspective and just knowing the rules, I think, would go a long way. And then also, how about when he's 
the, the officials are talking about it because it is a unique play. You probably want to run it by some officials because the NFL rule, if I'm not mistaken, is is like that would be a fair play in the NFL. If the ball is loose on a special teams play, everybody's open for it's open it's open season on gotcha. full. Yeah. My understanding of the NFL rule is that play would have been allowed in the NFL, but in college football it's not allowed. And people can argue about whether it's a good rule or a bad rule. It's something that you may see like once or twice in a college football season to begin with. So it's not something that's happening all that often. But I think that play showed exactly why that is a good rule. I'm pretty sure like that looked like just a broken leg, right? I mean, punters aren't meant to just get drilled by 250-pound, three- or four-star football players that had offers to go play middle linebacker at, you know, 15, 20 different schools. And while their leg is in motion too, you know what I mean? Like that. I mean, they're putting themselves in like a position that's just an unnatural position where they're just going to get leveled. And then this isn't really funny, but it was kind of amusing at the time. He is, because you didn't know how serious it was, but it's very, very serious. He's like really, really hurt. But he's on the ground withering in pain, and you don't really know if he's like, selling it or if he's actually hurt but you assume he's probably hurt because like okay uh, you got the flag buddy like you can get up now and the officials are basically just standing over him can like talking about like what the right call is as he is like rolling over in pain underneath them to the point where they even like step to the side a little bit to be like okay we gotta let this guy roll around here a little bit uh Mm -hmm. how about you help him officials like how about you you check on him to make sure like you can look god forbid you like reach down and be like hey do we do you need some help and then luckily maybe the slowest 40 time from a trainer of all time. A trainer does eventually make it out there to check on them, but just a wild play altogether. One of the craziest football plays I've ever think I've seen, especially in that situation late in the game and player of the game on a botched special teams. You and I could spend two hours just whining and moaning and complaining about these special teams Kentucky has this year. Man, it's so bad. And that that's what's so weird is that, in spite of their awful special teams play, like they won because of one person making a heady play on special teams in the middle of a disaster. Because, and in, 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 here's the other thing too that's that's frustrating, and it, it it's back to the offensive line as well. Because, like I, I I get very frustrated watching Will Levis, who's playing through God knows how many injuries, right? on third and five and he has some options and then you commit a false start and you make it third and nine or third and 11 or third and 10. It did that twice. Same guy, 77. He played bad. He played so bad. And it's, it's also an indictment on that line that they can't, they won't even take him out. Right. Like that. It was about as bad of a game as you can play as an offensive lineman. That was bad. The, the penalties on the special teams, like not even just the missed kicks, the ones on the return game, like the first, you you get a stop and then you block somebody back on the punt return, right? Like you, Missouri, they were just kicking the ball out of bounds on kickoffs because they were afraid of the win and Barry on Brown. You were getting good field position. They weren't always taking advantage of it. It was just, there was so many, so many, so many sloppy errors on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky was fortunate that both teams made them, but like, the dumbest one of them all, TJ. How do you have 12 men on the field on field goal block? Like, it's field goal block. Holy, it should be the same God. people every single time. How is that possible in November? Maybe week one, in one of the first kicks, you have, like, one too many defensive linemen come in. It should be the same field goal block unit every week. If you have injuries, you should still know who is on the damn field goal block team. 
not that it's surprising, but there there were a portion of U of L fans that were I, like thinking that they were I, I don't know. Some of them seemed angry, and then some of them seemed like they were making fun of me for saying that the win on Saturday was colossal. Uh, no, this Missouri team's not good. Uh, I, I have doubts if this Kentucky team's very, very good. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, one thing I can guarantee you is they're not disciplined. It's the most undisciplined Stoops team that he's had uh, since he's been the UK head coach, and it, it, it is embarrassing. Like the <laughs> field goal stuff. On top of all the special teams miscues, there's there's been. You had another, I mean, it's just like, how many points can special teams cost Kentucky this season? Because they're racking up, they're racking up, they're racking up. Whoever that was that was on the field that shouldn't have been, that you just gave Missouri three points. Yeah. Um, could have you know, cost you the game. I mean, right, that was the difference maker the in the game. Could have <laughs> easily cost you the game. Uh, you could even do, like, you know, if Kentucky, if that 49-yard field goal isn't good, like it wasn't good, then you're also getting solid field position there. It could have ended up maybe being like a 10 point swing when it was all said and done. If Kentucky and you know, Kentucky's offense had their own issues, but the fact that that came on top of just week after week after week of special teams miscues. But the funny thing is, and it's not so funny, but the thing like that wouldn't be the last one. You know, it's like every game, what can go wrong with special teams. We just have to assume it most likely will go wrong. And Rush, I almost felt like an idiot with the two minutes and thirty seconds left before the roughing the punter because I, I I didn't you know I didn't love the play calling there. I think Kentucky should have been maybe a little bit more aggressive trying to get the first down and, and make Missouri burn all their timeouts. Instead, they were left with the one, and it is what it is. I wish they they were just a little bit more aggressive. But idiot me, I was just like, all right, well that's fine. This defense has been stellar today, and shout out to the defense. They were really good. They were fun to watch. They played with a lot of heart. They're um, aggressive too. They were, uh, a lot they of were blitzes aggressive. with Trevin Wallace. Like love the play calls on some of those. Nine tackles were, for loss. Like man, I think they were clearly just getting in Missouri's head as well. Um, this was just kind of a miscue more than anything. But the QB fumbling the ball just with it with running like with the ball in his hands, no <laughs> need for it to just pop out. But uh, that that was a nice play for UK's defense. Well, the um, the one thing I was worried about TJ, we you know we mentioned like hey they did score touchdowns right the offense did but i mean it took multiple multiple mistakes for kentucky to finally cash in on one right like missouri had to just drop in it right then they had the they had their own the punter dropping the ball and then diving for the sticks because you got zero points out of both of those drives all because of dumbass plays on third down yeah right where you're getting like false starts or you know just letting will levis get murdered back there uh, yep, and I, I I thought Levis kind of stunk. Um, he, you know, some of those throws, gosh, some of those throws are just. It, it's been like the the epitome of the offense this entire season. Some of those throws you see, and you're like, oh, okay, I get the NFL hype. That was perfectly on the money. When he let that ball go through his hands, like where that ball was going, there was like nobody there. So the vision of knowing where everything was going to unfold is impressive. But he is—he cannot hold on to the ball as long as he's holding on to it. I mean, that absolutely killed Kentucky in some situations. Just knocked them out of anything remotely good field position, a good drive, a good series, making it third and manageable potentially. Nope, never mind. Instead, sack after sack, hit, bad play. I, I thought Levis's decision-making left a lot to be desired on well, Saturday. The thing that I don't understand, um, because – Folks at UK are making it very clear that, like, whatever we're saying, 
whatever you think Will Levis is injured, he's more injured and he's playing through it. And we're kind of limited in what we can do because he's he is so banged up right now. Um, they're making that clear. I would think that he would be more reticent to throw the ball away than to take as many sacks as he's had, right? Yeah, I would think so too. And and when I was watching the game with some buddies on Saturday, I you know I brought that. We brought that point up because it was just getting to be so ridiculous on like him holding on to the ball too long, and it, and it is at least fair to bring up it like are his receivers routes and progressions are are they too slow developing where like Levis is being put in an impossible situation where he's got such kind of a um, not a not a very good offensive line, but his given that he's going to get pressured, his wide receivers are running too long of routes or they're too, the plays are taking too long to develop. Maybe that's it. You know, the camera angle Roush that we get on the road isn't always great. It's better when you're at the game and you can watch different players do different things and all that sort of stuff. So I, you know, I can't say for sure, but I definitely am going to put at least some of the blame on Levis for holding on the ball too long, but well, it very well could be a Scangarello thing where it's just like, Hey, you know, he's not going to have all day. Like where are some of the crossing routes? Where are some of the under routes? Where are some of the guys going out for swing routes? Um, maybe they're there. I, again, I, I can't definitively say who deserves more of the blame on this, but regardless, it's not a pretty situation. Yeah, the the one like sometimes it just happens so fast that you know what do you really do other than just eat it and love to play another down? Which that honestly, him just not fumbling the ball was big enough. Kentucky was uh, he didn't commit any turnovers either. Like he took more sacks than he should have, but Kentucky was plus two in the turnover margin. On Saturday, that was huge. There was one play where he looked and saw the dude blitzing off the left side, rolled out, and then just held on to the ball. It's like you 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 started rolling away from it. And you didn't just throw it away. Like, come on! I, Shout so. out to that free first down they gave us um, in the third quarter, where Kentucky ran it twice with Chris Rodriguez, and oh, they, he, no way he got that. They, they yeah they they called him they called him short the, on second down, which he was. And then Kentucky runs on third down. It looks like he lost a yard, but the the judge on the far side, he, he gave him a first down. That was great. Usually Kentucky doesn't benefit off things like well, that. Well, and you know what? It was good that they actually went tempo and no hut. Like they were just like, run the play, run the play. We're not going to leave this up a chance at all. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, Rich Scangarello, he called this game from the booth. So are we thinking that all of the games he should now be up in the booth instead of on the sideline? I mean, like that that Dingle touchdown play. Maybe that was like a miscue on Missouri, but like that was awesome. I mean, th- th- you can't get a dude more wide open on the goal line than whatever that was. Like that. Do, do you want some inside baseball too? I uh, yes, please. So they kept they keep running. They ran this formation multiple times, right? And it looks like trips, but they actually have the tight end on that side too. So it's quads. They're they're unbalanced. There's nobody on the left side. And two earlier times in that drive, they came out ran that play, and it was inside zone every time. And I was I was bitching and moaning to Luckett and Freddie. I'm like, oh, here comes another inside zone. Like, they're going to run inside. Like, I, if I was so fired up because it's like, I'm seeing this very basic tell, and you're not doing anything different. So what do they do? They, I'm like, oh, here comes another inside zone near the goal line, and then he fakes it and just dingles wide open. Nobody's around him. I'm like, well, I guess <laughs> – I guess Gangarella, he was eating some of those runs just so he could get them to fall asleep and throw it to him wide open. Like, okay, all right, I'll I'll shut up now. It worked. It worked it in worked. that instance. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously this offense still has some major issues. And 
my, we're we're gonna head to a break and then I'm fine just going straight to the text line yeah, and yeah, seeing where they, they take us because we've got so many and we've only got another hour and, and thirty minutes to go. But uh, it will fly by. That's what we do here on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, seven to nine Monday through Friday. Uh, these shows go by quick, but uh, I, I you know I think this is a pretty average UK football team. Um, I, I think defensively they're really good. I think they've got nice pieces offensively, but I, I think a lot of it just does unfortunately come back to the offensive line. And I think some other parties are responsible as well. I don't think Scangarello gets a total pass. I don't think Levis always gets a total pass. Um, but I, you know, I think this team is what it is, but I don't like, I, I would have really, really disliked where things could have gone had Kentucky lost on Saturday uh, I think things could have started to spiral out of control a little bit. I, I don't think it would have been good for the program at all had they lost. They found a way to win. It wasn't pretty, but listen, you can still get nine wins when it's all said and done on this season. That ain't too shabby for Kentucky football, and you can you can exhale a little bit. So mm-hmm. despite it not being pretty, despite this team having a ton of flaws, and we could really kind of be nitpicky and mean, I think, if we wanted to, they found a way to win. You still can. You, you got three games left on the schedule. All of them, all of them are at home. You should win two of them. Uh, I, you know, there's no. If Missouri can be competitive with Georgia, maybe Kentucky can as well. But I, I just think you kind of avoided a worst case scenario with the season roush by holding off Missouri on Saturday, and that was that was really significant. We're, I don't think we're ever going to get to see the what what it would have been. You know, you only get to pick one road to go down. Kentucky went down the winning road. But I think the alternative would have been really, really ugly. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact that we're not having to deal with that, I think, is a ginormous deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it could have could have been bad, uh, but instead, you you can still see the glass half full in this season. So that that was the just whatever it takes. Get out of Missouri with a win. Whatever it takes. Uh, and they did it. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's a road win in the SEC. I don't think, yeah. you, even if it was ugly and we've got some complaints about it, uh, I'll take those any and every day, even if it's at Vanderbilt. Road wins in the SEC are not easy to come by. Uh, this Missouri team has been a little Jekyll and Hyde this season. I think they're an okay team as well. Yeah, I think these teams are pretty comparable, Kentucky, Missouri. Best you go ahead and you got the win. I think they played well enough to get the win, Roush. Uh, obviously they made plenty of mistakes, but Missouri was not without their mistakes themselves. And the defense, I think, deserved to, to come away with a W. So I'm happy that they did. And now you go on, you, you play Vanderbilt. I think this is a game that maybe you could get the offense to kind of break loose a little bit, have some fun, let their hair down. Then you get that Georgia game, playing with house money, more of maybe a stay healthy game, but you never know. And then rivalry game against Louisville where you could really end things on a high note and uh, maybe get your seventh or eighth win on the season, on the regular season, depending on how things go. So a lot still on the table. Uh, I I was really kind of tickled on Saturday because it was a frustrating game to watch, but just being able to know we were going to have a happy show Monday was a big deal. Oh, whew. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. That was (laughs) – man, that could have been bad. Could have been really bad. Oh, yeah, today's show would not have been fun had – had good fill and not take it not been drilled probably I mean, and, and we i can't overstate it enough too not just this this show the next six weeks next yeah. eight 12 weeks right yeah um could have been really bad really bad and the the stoops and auburn stuff not going away oh really yeah not going away 
I hadn't seen that. Well, maybe that's something we'll get into. All right, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. You do too. The Cats tip off their basketball season tonight, so we will talk some hoops as well. It's going to be a really fun Kentucky roll call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Roll. Back after Here we go. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Bullying corrects bad behavior. With Walker and Roush. Basically, you can correct people by bullying them. That's okay by to Nick's Roush standard, but final word is Zach Randolph. What he says goes. This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. I uh, mentioned our friends at Thornton's. Just remember, you get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito. Mmm, yummy. And any fountain tea or fizz freeze, 20-ounce bottle soda when you become a Refreshing Rewards member today. This is for new members. You sign up. You're going to get a free breakfast sandwich, a free drink, all you got to do is download the app and register for Refresher and Rewards, and you're going to earn a free breakfast on Thornton's. That's any good any day of the week. For new members, go ahead and download it. Enjoy yourself a free breakfast with a drink from our friends at Thornton's, and shout-out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Man, um, big shout-out to the Cats for, for getting it done. Um, I know there's, there's plenty to nitpick. But I would also like to point you to Arkansas um, to think of things big picture. Kentucky and Arkansas were the, I don't want to say consensus, but a lot of teams thought, all right, th- these are the kind of, we we like Mark Stoops, we like Sam Pittman. They got a lot of things going for them. We think they can be the second best team in each respective division. They've each had their kind of struggles. But the, it, you, you could be much worse off. You could be Arkansas right now. Who's I, I believe they dropped to five and four on the season after falling Liberty. They lost Liberty 21-19. They struggled against Petrino. That one was in the balance late. That's Texas AM's only win in SEC play this year was over Arkansas. They got blown out by Mississippi State. So, like, you know, um, it's it's always good to have perspective and things can be worse, right? Like that. So I know it's not the season we hope for, but uh, football's a tough game. In Kentucky, they they've, they found a way to win at Missouri. Ball eligible, seventh straight year, uh, extending that record. Uh, and the way that teams like Arkansas are losing, TJ, really, if Mississippi State would have lost too, I know that the, the transitive property makes Kentucky look better. But uh, from a bowl game perspective, the, the, the West Division kind of eating itself uh, alive here we're there i mean it's like yeah alabama's got two losses now like uh it it, it bodes well for uh potentially a destination in tampa for the kentucky wildcats yeah if kentucky season ends with a no longer called the outback bowl in tampa what's it called again uh rely quest bowl that's horrible yeah yeah it's a very bad name bowl but I mean that's that's definitely on the table, especially Tennessee losing the way they did. Uh, you you might have jinx jinxy catted them, T 
TJ, I don't know. Uh, they're, fi- they're fine. That was a two-possession loss at Georgia. They'll be all right. They're still getting in. Uh, they didn't, it didn't ever look like it never was in doubt, though. It never no, you're right, but like you 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 were right, but it's all it was kind of a buffer zone game, right? A, a KRC classic phrase. It was a little bit of a buffer zone game, a very comfortable buffer for Georgia, but at least Tennessee didn't get beat by like 28 points, you know. You yeah. could make a case, wow, two possessions on the road at Georgia. Well, you, uh, they they just needed a score and a stop and they would have been right there. It, it never was going to happen with the way anybody that watched that game with the way it was unfolding, but I, I think they still did enough not to move themselves out of the top four yeah yeah you know in alabama they're they're out of the playoff hunt right right unless they yeah they're done. I, they, they're they can't i, I don't see i don't because they can't even go to the sec championship game anymore i don't oh, i mean oh. unless lsu like things get really crazy and lsu like loses at arkansas or a&m or something um, yeah they're gonna be in trouble um but yeah, yeah it's 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 it was a wild weekend in the conference wild weekend in the sec it was. Uh, it, that it that uh, Alabama-LSU game, that was a crazy ending. That was. Brian Kelly said that's the same play we used at Notre Dame when we played at Florida State back in like 14 or something. And they called the P.I. They called an offensive pass interference for a pick play, and he had a smirk on his face, and he was like, I knew they weren't going to call the they weren't going to call offensive <laughs> P.I. on us tonight. The Death Valley. No. Nice it wasn't game. as brazen as the one that Notre Dame – like Notre Dame's guys were just blocking down Correct. the field. Yeah, they just they disguised it a lot better, but it worked. I love the call from from Brian Kelly there to go for the win, and it it paid off. It's it's and that's the season for for UK again. It's not going to be the dream season that we wanted, but it still can be a, a a nice, memorable Kentucky football season. One that I don't think should be taken for granted. I just think the I, I think part of the issue this year, Roush, is I, I think Kentucky fans just look at it and they're like, man, like. There's just so many flaws here. It's just like I think that's the issue with some UK fans. It's not that the season couldn't end up being solid; it still can be. I well, just think people look at it and they're just like, "Man, like I feel like they feel like the coaches dropped the ball a little bit on on this group." I, I think the the biggest thing is just like, "Wow, we we finally get a quarterback, and we now is the first time we don't have an offensive line." Um, that that's I think going to be the biggest part of the the kind of what if uh, in all of this. However. Um, as good as the offensive line had been in the past, they were they were never great at pass blocking. So, like, you know, I, I'm sure it would have been better, but who's to say? Like, we, we could have still been complaining about the offensive line if it was last year's unit and they were pass blocking this year for Will Levis. Maybe so. Yeah, but you can't, you can't definitively say. Uh, if not for the punter, definitely player of the game, Dane Key. He was awesome. Two, Man, two big, so good. Two big crabs. Also, shout out to Chris Rodriguez. He's just such a tough runner. Fun. 112 yards. Yeah, fun, uh, fun to watch. Want to give a shout out to Jordan Dingle too, because I feel like every time he caught a pass, it was on third and long or something. So he, he he's uh, of Kentucky's uh, 12 receptions, 11 were by freshman or redshirt freshman. Only Tavion Robinson's 18 yard catch was by an upperclassman. So future bright for that wide receiver room. What were you thinking also when UK punted with 46 seconds left? People forget about that. I, I wasn't that mad about it because the defense had played well, and I was like, okay, Brady, go. He, and they had to score a touchdown, too. It wasn't just kick a field goal. So I wasn't very worried. The The dumbest special teams decision of them all was trotting Matt Ruffle out there for 47 yards. Like, yeah, the, the, what, what are you doing, Mark? The, like, the tech line's going to talk all about that. I've already seen the spoiler <laughs> on that. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have probably gone for it or just been a little bit more aggressive, I think. But – 
uh, I was just, I, I was talking more just from like the nervousness of like, okay, should we put like a, should we put like a relief guy over the punter's head, take one guy out of pat or like blocking protection, or maybe get one of the gunners not run down there, and instead just, just in case the ball snaps over his head, he he'll be back there to safely get it. I was more worried about just the execution of the special teams, not so much the decision of it all, but. Man, oh man, I've never seen a worse special teams unit in my life. Whew. But Whew. defense played well. The people we gave shout outs to played well. They defended that last play well. Uh, Mark Stoops has a nice history of like kind of scoring on garbage plays like that. I was really hoping Weaver was going to get that extra four yards. No, 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 no. Ooh, uh, that, that was almost bad beats for Ralph City right there. I had a. Uh, oh, you had the under? I had oh. under 40, yeah. No, <laughs> that would have been brutal. Same, same. I didn't even think about that, but that would have been great. Um, that was that was bad beats, especially because there was like no scoring until the fourth quarter. Kentucky's up fourteen to three, blows an eleven point lead. Like it was a scoring fest there, and uh, points, 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 twenty one in the fourth quarter. It was a lot of offense there. Well, let's get to the Thornton's text line. I don't know exactly where we left off from last week, um, but I think maybe if it's football related, we just can move on since the game's already happened. But I uh, don't really know. I think it's um I think it's talking about nil uh here where you're just people are kind of uh railroading uh, Mitch Barnhart a little bit. Will Kentucky football get super behind uh back to winning only six, seven games a year if Mitch Barnhart doesn't adapt to nil? That's uh, one of the things with nil is just we don't really know exactly what he's doing or not, isn't doing. Um but obviously people aren't really thrilled with where things are at. So I, I don't know. I I think he, it could also just go a long way if you had an athletic director that even behind the scenes, if like things remain the same. Because I, I, again, I don't think it's I think Kentucky's not doing anything on nil. I just don't think they're really being trailblazers and and being overly aggressive on nil. I think they're just somewhere in the middle with all this. But like even just an athletic director that just wants to come out and be like, hey, we're open for business. We're gonna our our athletes yeah. are gonna get deals and money. Like we're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna do a good job of it. But no, Mitch Barnhart just doesn't do any of that. He doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't discuss this with anybody, and doesn't think it's like cool to be cool. Nope, not at all. Uh, not at all. UK should just have one ginormous GoFundMe for nil where fans have the ability to donate. Considering our fan base, the nil money that fans would put together would be a ton if I had to predict. Well, uh, folks did find Colin Goodfellow's Venmo after the game, and they uh, they lit it up. We were, we were debating if we should publicize that or not, and it's like, eh. Feels like that would be, you know, it, there's no rules really, but why not? Why, why make UK mad when you can also just, uh, I think people were also flooding his charity too, because he has a charity uh, in, in conjunction with the UK Children's Hospital. So really cool to see Kentucky fans uh, re- react in that way after the game. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about the Venmo push. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he did. I think he did well for himself. You can't see it, but like when you start sliding down the the feed, and it's just, I mean, it, it was it was it was significant. Wow, well, tax free on Venmo too. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, what's next on the text line? Scoots, I'd beat up that texture who got super personal with you, pal. Totally uncalled for, if you ask me. Everyone has their own personal decisions they make in life for a reason. I agree. Suck it, texture. What wow. what what personal decisions did you get crushed for? Uh, the lottery ticket, remember? Oh, okay. Why don't you have a house yet? Your priorities were all off. 
It's a good impression. It's good. <laughs> that sounded just like the texture, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> a texture says, I missed the basketball hour. This football team is such a bummer. Kentucky basketball is fun. Well, I had fun Saturday. Uh, I, it was like a frustrating fun, but oh yeah, I was I was floating after the game. I, that was just such a huge win. Not because beating Missouri is a big deal. It's certainly, I mean, again, road wins in the SEC are what they are. But oh boy, it just would have been. And you were in Roush. That was a great point. Like, there's nothing really you could have done against Vanderbilt that would have cheered people up. No, and most likely if you're going to get housed if, by Georgia. Like, if Stoops' so history with Vandy tells us anything, folks are just going to be more ticked off after this week with a win. <laughs> they're going to win by 14, and Stoops is. Or they're going to be up by 21, and then blow a late lead and win by 14. It'll be a 21 to 10 lead, or it'll be a 21 to 10 win, and like Kentucky will have a special or like a special team stuff. Something weird will happen too, but the offense will be underwhelming. That's that's how the series history is with Vanderbilt. Kentucky yeah, we don't even have to watch the game. We can just but tell you that. But that's it's like, happen. yeah, you didn't you didn't have fun watching it. That that's that's what we got on tap here on Saturday. And then you're right, like so that wouldn't have cheered people up. And then Georgia's Georgia, so if they took care of business against you and it was ugly, especially that wouldn't be good. And then you'd be going into the Louisville game with like doubts and people frustrated and mad and sad and all that sort of it just wouldn't have been fun it would not have been pretty but you got the win now you'll beat vandy people can be okay with an ugly win against vanderbilt whatever we'll move on from it we can maybe get optimistic against georgia i'm sure we'll find a way to do that roush uh and then you'll go into that louisville game with some momentum have being a seven win team and maybe having tampa on the line like you mentioned earlier so yeah huge deal um was happy with it and, but I'm happy for basketball tonight, and we'll talk more about that as the show goes yeah. on. Uh, going up against the Buffalo from Howard. And I, I don't think it's actually the Buffalo, but they got a Buffalo face. I don't know if it's Buffalo, Bison. I think they're the Bisons. Bison. That's I, I, I don't think, no, no, it's definitely not S. Bison. It's like a Z. And I don't no. think it's plural either, Scoots. I think it is plural. Yeah. Howard's not one of the few teams that has a singular mascot. Well, well you, guys, you guys get to the, somebody get to the bottom of this. You get to the bottom of it, producer. But I know you do pronounce it like a z in the middle of it. People in, in the Dakotas get mad if you say bison. Uh, hey, what's this crap with no more long shows for wacky segments? Used to be some of the best. Yeah, uh, we got we got the clamps put us on us by the bosses, so we got to get we got a hard out at nine a.m. Yeah, for the re- since we have the replay of the show nine to eleven, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the big it, the big the the TuneIn radio app, which I've got I've got a bone to pick with TuneIn. It's trying to listen to the Packers game for stupidity reasons yesterday, yeah, and was... TuneIn like doesn't do the NFL games anymore. And I also noticed that TuneIn was bought by iHeart. Oh, like, on the top of my TuneIn app now it says like presented by iHeart. And it's like. Oh, well, what's no. the point of, oh, yeah, so that's this, probably why it went sideways, yeah. And, and then now people are having issues with, like, advertisements on TuneIn and stuff like that. I'm afraid yeah. we may have been compromised, um, yep. unfortunately. So I've got my yeah, issue with TuneIn. But you can listen on TuneIn. You can tell your Alexa or Siri, play Big X Sports Radio. Um, and, and But the replay of the show, supposedly, when we'd go long, it was just kind of turning into a cluster. Um, and then when the show would end at 11, it would just end on like a random fart noise Roush would make and we wouldn't have any closure on the replay. So they, they want us out. Um, I like going long. I think the listeners love us going long, but if that's what they want, that's what they want. That's, you know, it's no, no, no big deal. Um, no, no more working for free from the KRC boys. 
by the way, Roush, hard for me to say, but you were right. It's the bison. No S. Yeah. Woohoo. Yikes. Not a good look for Scooty McScoots. <laughs> not, a, not a good start to the week. Oh. Another texter says, what is the food you all have been you all have eaten in one sitting? What is most the most food. food you've eaten in one sitting? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I had a, had a buddy one time who ate 75 buffalo wings. Uh, that was pretty impressive to see. Sheesh. Yeah, I did uh, 60 to be the wing king at uh, Hooters back in the day. This was a wing king situation at Hooters as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was 50 back then, and you got a T-shirt. And yeah, at, like, I got a T-shirt too, yeah. They brought out like 45 wings, or he ate like his 45th wing, and they were like, we are out of breaded wings. All we have is naked, like in the whole store. All we have is naked wings. And my buddy was like, okay, well, give me five naked wings. And they were like, yeah, but naked, you got to get 75. And it was like, well, I've had 45 breaded. I'm not eat-. They They made him eat like another 25 naked wings. No joke. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable to see. You doing 60 breaded, is, I bet, was a sight. It was tough, but um, there was a guy that was with us that um, I, I left before he was done. He had 119 that day. So, yeah, I, I felt I felt insignificant there. I would think yours might be the big Fazoli's, right? Didn't didn't you throw down one day at Fazoli's? No, we, we always joked that we were going to do um, set up a dating scenario where me and my friends would all be taking our dates to Fazoli's unannounced or like mm. uncoordinated and planned. And then we'd all act like we ran into each other by chance there. And then to impress the the women, we'd have a breadstick eating contest. Gotcha. I thought, see, I thought you actually had the contest. Um, have you seen where uh, women will actually do that prank, but they all dress their boyfriends up in the same shirts? Yeah, I have seen that. Love, love that gag. That's really, a great gag. And so, like, the guys show up. The first two, uh, well, it's a very similar situation to when we all dressed up as Bobby Petrino for our Halloween party, like, five years ago, six years ago. We had some friends that weren't in on it. Like some, we had some U of L buddies, just different groups of friends. And my friend was like, "Yeah, I walked in, and I was like, oh, Bobby Petrino next break costume. That's it's kind of random, you know. That happened like six years ago. Now it's been like ten years. And he was like, kind of happened, you know, five or six years ago. So a little random, but I thought that was kind of funny. And I saw another one. I was like, what are the odds that you'd have like two people dressed as Bobby Petrino six years after the motorcycle accident? That's that, then I saw a third. I was like, well, this is weird. And then I saw five, six, seven, eight, and nine, and I figured something must be up. Um, oh, that's, that's how great. those shirt prank goes. Like the first two people are like, "Oh man, that's crazy! We both wore the same shirt. Like, what are the odds?" Then you see the third, and you're like, "Oh wait a minute, we've been had." You can tell my wife is ever like really gung ho about me wearing a shirt for a holiday or a vacation. I'm just gonna be like, "I'm I'm being had. I'm I'm getting got here." Because <laughs> she's never like gung ho about me wearing wearing something you know right right so if right. she ever is going to be over the top about it i'll know something's up but uh i i love that you think you could be part of that prank someday i could see brooke doing that oh and i would welcome it with open arms yeah i would fully embrace it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be the one like yeah you'd probably be in on it you'd be trying to get the other guys to make sure <laughs> they, all, they, they all wear their shirts um now you're probably gonna see a lot of those videos with it being holiday season you'll get a lot of thanksgiving friendsgiving you got your mm-hmm. friendsgiving planned out Rob? oh god no well no and i'm kind of happy about it too um because i just i saw somebody was doing a friendsgiving like last sunday i'm like what are we, what are we doing how is it this early but i guess everybody's got to have one um but actually the person who always 
the one that we always went to, she moved to Chicago. So, uh, yeah. So I, there, there's another Friendsgiving that we've attended a few times, but probably just out on them, right? Like, it's just, I'm, I'm good with that, too. We have enough parties and stuff to go to. Like, busy enough. Got a wedding this week. Uh, chili cook-off. Like, we got, we got a lot happening. No, it's quickly, or it's crazy how quickly your weekends fill up basically in November and December. Uh, Some people would say even like all of fall going into the winter, but yeah, my December, I don't think I have a free weekend. I think we're, we've, you're booked. We're booked already. Um, November, we're almost booked. Um, We got maybe a a spare weekend or two. So yeah, I'm right there with you. All right. uh, I do like the Friendsgiving, but they, they add up. You get busy. Uh, All right, hour one done. We got more of the text line to get to. We've got to talk basketball as well. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We'll do our best. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back for hour number two. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Call. There you go, Scoots. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Roush is joining us right now. He's wearing his on three hat, looking sharp as always. Always. Welcome back to hour number two, buddy. You did it. I did it. I made it. Uh, I got. A, I made a new cup of coffee. Chock full of nuts. Trying it out. That's the, different. That's the coffee. Yeah, chock full of nuts. So, My parents used to drink that. Yeah, it was on sale. It, I, I've always been intrigued by it because it has like Jackie Robinson on the. Uh, canister that's where he worked that was his retirement job after baseball was working for chock full of nuts the best part of waking up is chock full of nuts yeah (laughs) you know what i can see why why they let folgers have that one uh one of my favorite parts of waking up is uh enjoying hot coffee from thorns download the refreshing rewards app before you go uh, get some bonus bucks. We're going to get to the Thornton's text on, but also need to tell you that you should be wearing your Shady Rays because it is very sunny right now in my sunroom. It's going to be a nice day. Uh, we, we've officially fallen back, um, but the sun, it's still shining bright over our, my old Kentucky home. So you need some glasses made from guys from Kentucky. Shady mm-hmm. Rays, they're the best. Use promo code Big X. You're going to save at checkout. And if you lose them, they'll save your butt again because you can get a replacement pair just like that. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy when you shop with Shady Rays. Uh, great g- Christmas gift, too, by the way. Oh, highly recommend. And, again, it can be kind of a gift for yourself because you order it, but then you give them away, but then you get the replacement pair for you. And, yeah, I I can just – I think my brother's listening to the show today. Enjoy your Shady Earmuffs. Rays. That, that is, no, he can he, he can know. It's gonna, you're going to get Shady Rays. Um, same, same with all the same with the rest of the family that may or may not be listening to the show today. Shady Rays for for everybody. It's going to be the gift that keeps on giving back to me, of course. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Uh, I say we just keep at it. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it to it. Maybe we we talk a little more basketball at the start of the last segment.
Yes. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the honest truth is probably we're not getting through the text line today. Most likely with the basketball game tonight, we're not going to get through it tomorrow. But I was thinking maybe just on Wednesday, like I introduced the show and then boom, we just go and it's like an all day text bonanza. Ooh, well, you'll have bananas at the bonanza. Why not? I don't I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. Wait, so did Liberty beat Arkansas? I know you you yeah. mentioned Arkansas. Okay. I didn't yeah, ever see they the saw the two point conversion. One. Yeah. How about that? How about that? They were down twenty one to three. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, don't know where we're at. So Man, somebody, somebody help me. Bought earlier. Oh my goodness. I'm, I feel like. Okay, I got soon. it. Since the game broadcast was different, I could hear Rupp announcements during TV breaks last night. There was a read about nil and how fans can help. Is that not UK helping? Uh, yeah. First off, we talked about the broadcast. We absolutely loved it. But kissing goodbye, we probably won't have another one of those till who knows when. And. Uh, did they have a so what was the nil broadcast at the game? I'm I'm curious. I don't know if I remember those at football games that I've been to several this season. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. If it is, it's probably a brief a brief 15 second thing and I, I would feel like that's still not a still not a ton, right? <laughs> to help, you know. No, yeah. Like that that in its own right texture I don't think would be enough. Like right like <laughs> yeah. Like, why stop there? Why not have the AD tweet about it? Talk about it. Do a press conference about it. You know, say that they're open for business. The nil stuff is fascinating, and I know it's because Matt Jones is is making a bigger stink about it, and it's it's good to see because we, we share those same sentiments and those same concerns, but this is not, like, new to this moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and I would also point out, too, follow, follow where it's coming from and what's coming around the corner. Yeah, no, that's so what like, Roush is saying is that, like, this is – it's football staff-driven, or what yeah. Roush is alluding to. If he can't say it, I'll say it. Like, the, in the sense of urgency you – know, here, here's why I think this is actually something everybody needs to pay attention to. And, and, and Matt is plugged in with the football folks. Obviously, he is. He, I mean, he's directly talking to them in, in some regards. Um, We've seen him do the extension and raise thing before, and be a good be a good friend and getting his guys paid. Uh, we've seen that. This is this is different. This is like, hey, we need uh, we need help competing. Like mm-hmm. we need help competing, and they can always just leave, folks. The coaches can always just go. They, they you know, it's not like college players ten years ago where they have to sit out a year. They can go, and in and, and most cases, almost certainly in, in this regard, uh, they can go and they can make more money somewhere else. And they may like it at Kentucky. They may like their setup that they have. But if they feel like it's going to be easier to win at another place, especially significantly easier to win at another place because advantages that their athletic program give to certain coaches that they may not get at UK, it's a huge deal. This isn't just trying to get a buddy paid. They're just yeah. wanting to be able to have – a a fair chance. They just want to be able to have some skin in the game and they're going to Matt to, to because they can't say it. It's their bosses. So they got to go to media members to get it out there. You don't have to be, you know, this isn't like a pick side sort of thing. Like if we want UK athletics to be successful, the coaches are saying we need help being successful. We're not being, we're not other places are doing more than we're doing. And we, I want that to change. And they can't directly say that to Mitch Barnhart, which also I think speaks to the culture a little bit That's, that he's yeah. created. 
that right. you know that they're scared and I don't blame them. I don't blame the coaches at all. If they feel like that that could jeopardize them or get them in some trouble, hell no, you're not going to do that. They they're living they're living a good life these coaches. They don't want to they don't want to ruffle any feathers or potentially be out of a job uh, for just saying the wrong words. So I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm all with this. Like it's gotta be better. And we've been sounding the alarm on Barnhart now for well over a year, probably coming up on two, if not over two, he just doesn't really seem fit to lead this new era of college athletics. And we appreciate everything he's done. Seems like an awesome dude, but it's time for some change. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, uh, to play devil's advocate, one might say, well, it, it's awfully convenient to to say that nil is the reason why you aren't recruiting as well. Um, but there's probably it's it's definitely somewhere in between in all of this. And and that gets back to what I alluded to earlier about the Auburn stuff not going away. Uh Justin Hokinson, uh aka Hoke, that we like to blovingly call him in the KSR compound. Uh he 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 is the inside man at Auburn. He's like Bruce Pearl's buddy. He'll say whatever Bruce Pearl wants him to say. So but he's pretty plugged in there. Um, and his most recent update is there's mutual interest between Auburn reps and Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. Stoops has built UK in a solid program, produces NFL talent. Auburn Lives believes while there is some interest from the Auburn side, there's more interest from the Stoops side at the moment. So, in short, if Stoops is going anywhere, uh, it's it's the Auburn job. Like, that that feels like a place he wants to go, and I bet a lot of it's nil-driven. I bet almost all of it is. Yeah, I th- – I'm not worried about Stoops going to Auburn. I'm not worried about this, I, but I do think it, it it sends a bigger message. There's a there's a bigger sentiment going on here. One, if you're an Auburn fan, you would not get excited about Stoops going to Auburn. You just wouldn't like they they have they their expectations are too high. While I think Stoops could be successful there and do a solid job, I I certainly think he could. Um, but I, I just think you'd have like if not a quarter of that fan base, maybe like half that fan base out on the hire from day one. And they just fired a coach after 23 games, 24 games, however many games it was. Um, so I don't think that Auburn would hire him. I believe that that interest would be coming more from Stoops' side. And you may say, well, shouldn't that be concerning? No. I mean, it, it, this is all a game. Like if it, it Stoops, there is no negatives of Stoops having his name floated around with Auburn. Um, just only gets him paid more. The only negative could be slightly with recruits, but he can just tell recruits, uh, "No, that's made up news. I'm yeah, nobody. Yeah. We're not. We're not pumping that to Auburn. Are you kidding me?" And that's a simple conversation that they could have. So I know this is. Uh, I think it's interesting, and I do like. Like I said, I think big picture, this is maybe more concerning that Stoops is out there actively doing that. But they've done that in the past. It's they they stand to benefit from Stoops being a hot commodity because then Kentucky's got to show them how much they mean to him. So we've seen it before, but I do think that nil is a, is a different factor that we've never had to worry about before. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yep. Something we certainly need to, to watch. Um, I, I do have a feeling though, with the way things operate at Auburn, if you think it's going to be somebody, we'll just find out like a week later and it'll be a complete surprise and a shock. So uh, but I'll yeah. just like listen to you all like listen to Roush and like listen to Matt Jones and listen to the people that are talking to the football staff uh, when they're doing the race stuff. That stuff is a little bit like easier to kind of sniff out that they the nil stuff is only helping Kentucky the football. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's helping the program, you know, same with like while I, I didn't understand why the Cal haters got mad that he wants a new facility like it's only for the betterment of the program 
Mm-hmm. And same with obviously with UK needing their facilities. And I, I think we all were on the same page that UK needs their facilities more. But now they're like, you're not even talking about facilities anymore, folks, because they're just like nil, nil. We need to make get on board with nil. They can worry about the facilities down the road. I, I think that stuff's pretty telling, but this is all all hey, KRC's been on top of it. We we can only we can only say that horn so money. much. Right, yeah. right. Um, one texter has a great idea on the Thornton's text line. How about this banner in Indiana? Scoots is peeking. It's Justin peeking around the billboard. Gold. That would go over really well, I promise. <laughs> People would love it. Oh, that would be great. We're just like that mischievous grin on your face. <laughs> a couple spidey putties. I'll I'll donate to the cause if we can get that going. Is there a big enough building for a banner in uh, that is debatable. <laughs> we, we'd have to slap it on the side of the Dollar General. Maybe there's a salvo. <laughs> there. uh, I usually don't make knee-jerk reactions about how good Missouri's defense is and how horrible our offense has been and the 11 a.m. kickoff with no one there. I've been back and forth, but I think we'll end, I'll end up picking Missouri to win. Well, I picked Missouri to win. I, I've never had a worse season just simply picking UK to win or lose games, um, which is wild. That should not be that hard of a thing to do, but I've found ways to do it. But I, but defense was really, really good. And again, I think the offense did plenty of good things. Um, they showed up, so sh- shout out to them. I think this team's mm-hmm. got some issues, and again, I think some, I think a lot of it falls back on the coaching. But they they did enough to get a win. At the end of the day, you can exhale. When do we make it official that Reeves and Frederick are more effective than Grady and Metz? I think we 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 do need to let the cake bake a little bit, but uh, there's certainly a lot more potential there, especially from an athleticism standpoint. Gosh, when Mintz committed to Kentucky, there were Creighton fans who were like didn't really think it was that big of a deal of a loss. And these were just one fan, you know, one fans, two fans, however many people it was. These were just a, a collection of fans' opinions, so it's no different than just our opinion on any other U, UK player or any other player. So point being, take it with a grain of salt. But they were just saying how he had plateaued as a player, and it did certainly seem like he just was the day one, and maybe that's part, partially on coaching potentially. Um, but it, it just seemed like the, the day he stepped in at UK – he was the same player the day that he he kind of left and he just really never kicked it up to that next level grady it just sounds like if if everybody's to be believed it was strictly injury thing like his body just broke down around him and so that sucks because before then he was as like sure thing of a three-point shooter that was a really fun stretch that grady had there at the beginning of the season really fun to watch and i hope we get that like having a sure thing three-point shooter it's one thing that i will never take for granted but i feel like some people probably do there's nothing better than a ball being released from deep and just actually like not even caring where it is where the defense is but just feeling like it's going to go in it's the best thing in the world deron lamb just had a birthday yesterday no sleep shout out d lamb Mm, uh he was one of those players where it was just like Dude, shoot it every freaking time. And I think Frederick's going to be in that boat. Grady was, and then something happened. Injury makes sense. That's what people are saying. And and he was really never the same shooter, unfortunately, or, or never could consistently get going again. And then he started passing up shots, and that really ticked me off. But I love Grady. I was happy we got to watch him. I wish it would have ended differently with him. But I think Frederick's going to be going to be that sure thing that I love watching so much. Everybody does. Another texture on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 says, In Tennessee, nil partners are stepping up statewide. The online critiques of Kentucky and nil is directed towards Lexington businesses. 
the UK Athletics Association needs to make a concentrated effort statewide for their players to be seen uh, locally and for nil deals to follow from Pikeville to Paintsville. This is BBN. So I, I get what they're saying here. Like, whereas like somebody who owns, you know, um, Moonlight Barbecue in, in Owensboro, for example, I'm, I'm just, I use them as, as a, Shout out them. Yeah, a, a standalone here. But I don't know if they run local ads, but even if it's them or whoever the car dealership is, maybe it's the people that have the car dealership in E-Town. There's probably a thought that just because you're far away from Lexington that you can't get this sort of stuff to happen um, when that's not necessarily the case. I I think that's what that person's, the point they're trying to make, and that's a good one because it should be the entire state that's helping this out and not just one city. Yeah, yep. Well said. Uh, Texter says, Salt Lake Brian here. Go Big Blue. Ooh. Yeah. $10 a game, TJ. Give me uh, your paycheck. Sheesh, it must be a big one. What was the $10 a game referencing? You said you would pay $10 a game for the Leech audio. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really think I probably would. That was awesome. Like that, But the thing is, I wouldn't do it every game because some games I'd go to a friend's house or go watch with family or go to Rupp Arena. I hope to go to more games this upcoming season. Um, so I wouldn't do it every game. But yeah, if I was just at home on like a Tuesday night, uh, I'd, I'd like doing the old Pelotron during the UK games. That, during, like not even having any commercial breaks and just being able to listen to the Rupp audio. Yeah, that was awesome. I would I would pay $10 a game. Um, I thought it was like $10 game gambling. I'm like, man, that's not much. And that's what I do. I'm <laughs> small potatoes over here and need to be because whew, not going well right now. Yeah. Not going well for O'Reilly. My Wallace comparison is true holiday. That's fine. It's a good one. Hopefully he's a better shooter. An opponent missed a long field goal. It might be our day. Oh, well, I think they texted uh, that in before the penalty. Yeah. <laughs> No, and, and that really did feel like it was. It's like when that guy's missing, you're like, okay, Kentucky can do this. And what do you know? He gets a second shot. We should have a special teams goof of the week. What, what's was it the 12 men on the field or the over snapping the punt in a situation you can't do that? Well, technically, that was a good play. So <laughs> play the game. The 12 men on the field one is just so. How do you not have the right amount of people on the field? Uh, that, that one bothers me the most. I'm right there with you. Uh, Skang has to go. Who runs the ball on third and 10? Of course, we're going to miss the kick. So here's the thing. I don't mind that call. If you're trying to run it when they think you're going to pass it and you make it like fourth and four and fourth and five, and you're going to go for that no matter what, you know? Yeah, I know. I was actually all right with that call in that situation for either reason, like to go for it. Yeah. That makes it, that makes it much more manageable. Or to kick it because that makes it an easier field goal. It helps you get more in a comfortable range. The issue we can't kick. Don't bring the field goal kicker out again the rest of the season. <laughs> and I, I for even for PATs, I would prefer not to. Like just live with live with everything else. Your defense is good enough. So if you turn the ball over, if you're like inside their 40 or whatever and you turn it over, that's fine. Your defense can live with that. You're you're giving them enough room to operate. And then you're probably going to get it more times than not, or maybe 50-50. That'd be fine. Uh, And then two-point conversions, just do that play that worked uh, with Dingle. Do that one. Mr. Dingle, Mr. Dingle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's just wide open every time, it's an easy pitch and catch. Uh, Kirby says, I will just never comprehend why Stoops trots Ruffle out there, no matter the <laughs> circumstance. He doesn't need to kick anything. Nothing good can come from him being in the game. Um, I'm just going to rattle off some Kirby ones real quick because they're they're pretty funny. Great You're start right, to special teams. You're right, Kirby. Back-to-back for tackles for a loss after penalty. Does Levis have miserable pocket presence? He has room to move, but just consistently takes sacks. I think some of it is the the injury stuff and his mobility. He's not he's more used to being able to make those plays with his legs, and he's physically limited. But it's more like they aren't teeing off in the same manner if you don't false start before that happens. I mean, just so inexcusable. So inexcusable to – False start on third and five to make it a third and ten. This You're team doesn't set yourself up for failure. This team doesn't make it easy on themselves, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And they just, I don't think, have the talent in the right spots to be able to overcome those mistakes. They did on Saturday, and that was great. We're very happy about that. But gosh, stop making it so hard on yourselves. But giving up three points, giving up field goals, missing field goals punt the ball a million miles over the punter's head for some reason, as if you just—that's the only your only freaking job. Uh, Texter says, watching UK's offensive line suck eggs is honestly heartbreaking. The work Schlarman did cannot be appreciated enough. These other jabronis we have could not carry John's water. The, um, the There's part pieces, to- though, on this offensive line. I, I don't, you know, it should be much better next year, in my opinion. And, and maybe you can get some help as well in the transfer portal. But I, I do think there's talent there. It just seems like with the surprising departure last year why can't i think of his name Bear rosenthal that that Rose- really boned him that took him to the bone zone for <laughs> sure the the part that really uh, frustrates me is that a lot of this stuff is simple twist and you're just you you should be able to pick that up four guys rushing they twist and you're just letting a guy run free and I think a lot of it comes down to some guys not trusting other guys to do their job or some guys just not knowing how to do their job. If you can't execute that at this point in the season, then you just don't know what you're doing up there. Also, we should have just brought the Brinks truck to that kid that ended up going to Alabama steer. Steen. Yeah. Yeah. Steen steer. He hasn't he like won some awards for doing good stuff at Alabama. No, they kind of, he's kind of stunk too. Yeah. The Alabama, basically, they're saying Alabama, the reason why they're losing is because their offensive line stinks. I and definitely saw a tweet last week that he got graded really well in a game or something. He he okay. he got he got praised for something. Overall, maybe the season, you're right. I because I, we I think we just like two weeks ago, we were like, has he done anything? And you were like, I don't think he's been anywhere. And then I saw something about him. That's why it stood out. Uh, but n- you know what? That's what you get, buddy. Now you're going to get to go play in like, I don't know. Uh, like the citrus bowl and yep. that that's or like the you know maybe even the sugar bowl and yeah sure that's great and that'd be awesome for uk standards but you'll be the most forgotten about alabama team in the last decade and a half so shame on you buddy shame on you also shame on the pollsters like kentucky has two top 10 losses on the road and then their other loss they didn't have their first round draft quarterback like it, goodness gracious they're a top 25 team I, I, Notre Dame lost at home to Marshall and Cal, and they got ranked. It, it, like, again, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of matter, but, like, Kentucky's not going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. So being in the top 12 and that sort of stuff, it's it's not as huge of a deal. But what do you all do? Like, get a grip. You all are such dinguses. They've lost two games to teams that were in the top 10 on the road, one of which they had won. 
the other one didn't go didn't go as hot, but no, not 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 as hot at at all. Joey really Gladstone, cut it out. A texter says, "Wait, they need to review that fight again." I'm pretty sure Ruffalo threw a punch. Definitely needs to be ejected. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's kind of cruel text, but it is funny, and you know, funny is funny. Please find a bit of tempo and stop the long developing play calling for a bit. Oh, and more screen passes before halftime. Thanks. Oh, no more screen passes before halftime. My big thing is just throwing on first down, TJ. That's the that felt like it had the most success because it was when it was the least predictable. It felt like they were really selling out against the run on first down, and Skang was playing in their hands all too often. I didn't really have a major I, this. I didn't really have a major issue with play calling so much on Saturday. Um, there were a few. Obviously, you know you don't love every single play in every situation. Right, right. I, I've really just found myself kind of getting on Levis a little bit. And and maybe again, maybe it's not on him. Maybe that is a play calling thing. And I just, you can't see part of the play develop down the field, but uh, I just thought he was holding on to the ball too long. And and like that texture said, some of his pocket presence, I think could, could use some work. A my, my big thing, TJ, is that of the 12 drives, Kentucky had one, two, three, four, five, six, three and outs. And like eight of them were six plays or less. So I just, if, if you're going to just try to get at least, we don't have to be three and out or touchdown. Can we have a little bit of in between? Because I, I think that's uh, seeing the defense give up two touchdowns on nine and seven play drives and giving up like a third and long pass. I think that's a byproduct of just being on the field for a little too long. Yeah, that that uh, allowing that quarterback to have that run was really disappointing from the defense. But I agree with you. They 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 did a lot. They they did their part mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And the offense, it's just like I said last week. Like I've said pretty much every week, you just see some good. You see good that makes you wonder why that isn't more consistent because it just looks so easy at times. And then it's like watching paint dry or getting your teeth pulled or getting your teeth pulled while watching paint dry other times. A texture says, not enough alcohol at 10 a.m. in Utah for this game. Oh, this must be uh, Salt Lake Brian. The first <laughs> drive of the game was scripted. Everything else seems ad hoc. And mm-hmm. there's zero flow with the play calling. And the play calling jumped up on me there. But, man, once they get going, they, they did look good. So it's kind of kind of wild. Kind of wild. Kind of like this text. Remember when people said they'd rather have Stoops over Cal? Oh, it's kind of wild. Yeah. But we don't need to get into the basketball versus football thing. Ross needs to eat some crow after hyping up this offense in the preseason. And here's the thing, Texture. I think a lot of it is we just grossly underestimated how bad the offensive line was going to be. That 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 that's uh, it was a fault in our stars and in my uh, projecting. But you know what? Like the the playmakers, man, Dinky, he looked great. Uh, yeah, was a really great Saturday. Gosh, that uh, second touchdown, I, I can't decide if it was a good play by Key or just lucky, but kind of split defenders with like his catch and stumble, and then he made the cut, and then boom. That shouldn't have been a touchdown. No, no, awesome. no way it should have been a touchdown, but he, he made it happen, and it was a great throw by Levis as well. Levis really put a few balls on the money. Again, yeah, again with the rest of the offense, with Levis – just like, ah, if you can be more consistent, we got something really cooking. I really want this offense to have a breakout game. I think the fans just deserve that to see to see a lot of points. Um, if it's Vanderbilt, great. If it's, it's not gonna be Georgia, I think we can we don't need to kid ourselves there. If it's Louisville again, sure. We we have a we have a blast putting up points on those guys. But we we just need to see the offense shine because you haven't uh, at all. 
So that's been disappointing. Uh, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll just get through as many text messages as we can on the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I'm not crazy about that song. Me neither. Yeah, Scooch, put that one in the back burner. All right. It's canceled. Cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, can cancel the the hell out of that. Uh, welcome, welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky welcome Roll back. Call. Kentucky Roll uh, Call. I don't Ooh. love that song, but I do love Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Go there for lunch or dinner today. Perfect for the whole family. Easy. They make it for you as you're ordering, so it's always going to be fresh. It's always going to be delicious. It's the fresh Mexican cantina. It's Salsaritas. Man, it's so we good. love it. Go check them out today. Download the app, too. It'll save you time and money. Uh, let's keep up with the Thornton's text line, but I did remind myself during the break that we needed to do Final Four predictions today just because you got to get that stuff out on the record. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, if you – in the off, off, off chance that one of us happens to be right about something, then, hey, we can say on November, whatever today is, 7th, we, we called it. We were the smartest. Nailed it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll okay. do that a little bit later on. But let's keep ripping through these texts as many as we can get through, knowing that we're going to come up short, but doing our best. 502-414-1450. Keep them coming. A texter says, I don't know. where are we mm, They're really hating on Ruffalo here. Oh. The texter says, uh, Ruffalo is garbage. Tubes, please try anything else other than a field goal. Uh, no need to be mean, but I, I agree. I'm, I'm over the field goals. Uh, I'm getting close to being over punting as well. Although UK may not have a punter anymore, so yeah, that's well, something. We got the Aussie Wilson Berry. So at least there's is he that. Ready to, is he ready to go? I don't know if he's good, but he's he's he can punt it. He did. Uh, he came out there one time on Saturday. So. What what has Duffy said about him? Um, I, I don't. I haven't talked about him. Uh, I haven't talked about Barry recently. Um, but I've I've always got the impression that he's kind of an odd guy. But so, what? What? Wait, no. I, I just I, wanted to know if he was a good punter or not. I don't care if but, he's a, a weirdo. But th- that's the thing. That's like preventing him from being a good punter. Like he just doesn't. I don't think he is. Uh, is focused on turning punting into a profession. So well, like, what's he like playing in Dungeons and Dragons in between practice or something? Do we need to, 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 a good locker stuffing? No, uh, I don't think that. Even though bullying corrects all things, I, I, it might be too far gone for Wilson Berry, but we'll see. We'll see. Gosh, now I'm just gonna think about the uh, you, 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 you clouded my my judgment of the poor guy. Well, uh, maybe he can prove us all wrong these last few games of the season. Starting to question Will Levis's pocket presence. Seems like he just doesn't feel the pressure coming off like he has in the past. Some of these aren't the offensive line's fault. Totally agree. Yeah. That they're not, not all of those are the offensive line's fault. Again, could be play calling, uh, could be some receiver stuff, but the offensive line gave him plenty of time in certain situations. Now they still made their mistakes, but uh, yeah, I agree, Texter. If this is a loss, it's on Stoops for sending this kicking unit out after that first missed field goal. 
Oh man, Roush. First off, that that first miss was just so terrible. Oh, just such so an embarrassing bad. kick. And then secondly, I I'm the goober because I thought that second was good. We were at the establishment I was at. I was like, all right, hey, I was I was like screaming, don't kick it. What are you doing? Don't bring out the field goal kicker. And then they kicked it, and I was like, egg on my face. That's good to see one go in. And then my buddy was like, no, it, it was short. I was like, no. So really <laughs> embarrassing sequence for me. And I'm just going to have to take that That's out on UK special teams, unfortunately. Yep. On the next Dupes extension, there should be a revision that it only kicks in if a special teams coach is hired. <laughs> <laughs> I like that text. That's a good one. Run, run, throw the ball short of the chains and take or take a sack punt. Yeah, it did seem like that was happening far too often. Uh, the, the sacks were just like, cool. They were just getting to be too much. I was going to lose my poop if that targeting stood. See, and here, here's the other thing. We talked about the ball bouncing going UK's way. They also had that targeting call that I I didn't think it was targeting, but you never know with that. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they let it, you know, if, if they let the play stand and took them off the field. Kentucky also forced a punt after that, right? Like, they didn't even get a drive going. So, that was huge. The fumble on Chris Rodriguez – that should have been overturned, but it was close, and you just never know with these replay officials. So, cats, they they really did get some things to go their way. They did. Couldn't have said it better myself about the targeting call. I had the same thoughts going through my head. Uh, I thought overall the officials did a, a solid job. Um, I didn't like that pass interference call, but whatever. Besides that, I thought it was a pretty fair whistle. A texter says, good fellow, better get the game ball. Hope the guy isn't injured too bad. He just saved the season. I think Stoops, like, exact words were like he's really, really hurt or something along those lines. He's hurt bad. Yeah, he's hurt bad. Which means, yeah, probably like a break or something. I would expect that uh, we learned today at the press conference that he's he's done for the year. He got absolutely drilled. (sighs) He just ended. That is, like one more time, just like that. Well, he he did just put his entire body on the line to help UK win a football game. That's commendable, and uh, it really is. When we look back on this season, I I hope that that's I think it will be, but I hope that's one of the the plays of the season. Weirdly enough, not not so much because it was pretty, it, it was not, but I think that that speaks a lot about. Again, to kind of go big picture, I think the culture that that Stoops has built at Kentucky, those guys really will lay it all out there, even the punters. Punters are people too, TJ. Don't forget it. Game just ended. Goodfellow made the game-saving play. I don't like the last two, three possessions. Very conservative. You're just waiting around to get beat when you keep giving them the ball with only a four-point lead. See, but my thing is, TJ, the way you were taking sacks from Will Levis and the way Chris Rodriguez was running, like – People forget that 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 touchdown go-ahead drive, it all started with like a Chris Rodriguez 20-yard run. So I I don't blame you make Missouri use their timeouts there, especially when their quarterback isn't very great. Your defense has been playing well. Making him go drive the distance of the field without timeouts, like I'm trusting my defense there. I I agree more with the texter, I think, than you, Roush. No offense. Don't take it personally, pal. Um, I'm taking it very personal. I I understand running the clock, especially on first and second down, but sometimes on those third and shorts, like, you got to go take the win. Don't, like, sit back and, you know, wait for the win. Go take it. Like, go get it. It's right there. All you got to do is go get a first down in some of those situations. And they just seem far too content just being, like, 
don't no turnover you know no mistakes no turnovers let's just get on and i i know the old miss game happened but that was right, you just, right. that that shouldn't happen like those were mistakes that's why everybody was really frustrated and mad about it because those things shouldn't happen you shouldn't expect that to be the outcome they can happen that's football that's the sport but um, I thought it was too conservative, but it, it is what it is. You got the win, so it's and that's I at least not like I appreciate your caveat on those third and shorts, third and shorts because you can have just all right, Danky beat your guy uh, on press man like with a slant or throw it off to the tight end, right? Oh, like man, a slant like we need more slant routes, uh, especially with the talent. It doesn't seem like there's enough of them. Maybe they're well defended or something. Well, but anytime Dingle was getting one on ones, he was. He was beating people on those mm-hmm. end routes, like he just with the size. So yeah, uh, big, fan, big fan. And even from first and second downs, from time to time, like take a shot. Like you've got good talent on the outside. Get it to be a one-on-one ball. Where worst case scenario, your wide receiver's got to play a little defensive back and knock it out of the DB's hands if it's a really bad throw. But I, I just I feel like for the talent UK has on the outside, you just don't take shots uh, enough. And there were a few on Saturday. That that was more my speed. I'd still like more than that. Um, but I just feel like this season as a whole, there hasn't there hadn't been enough of them. But uh, let's continue. Um, I just wanted to put it on the record. Um, I'm Kentucky, Georgia, going to be on CBS. Calling it now. We'll find out this afternoon. I know they do the flex thing every once in a while, but really the only competition is Tennessee, South Carolina, or Ole Miss, Arkansas, and those just aren't. You know, not a whole lot attractive to that. I could see him putting Georgia on again against a Kentucky team that you'll probably be top 25 um, with the way teams are losing. You beat Vanderbilt. You can, you could be a 20, I mean, 24th or 25th road win at Missouri did quite literally nothing to the poll. same thing in the coaches poll. Yeah. 24th. I mean, ha- whatever. Yeah. yeah. Idiots. Uh, my goodness. Coaching has been absolutely atrocious. Stoops ends have decisions. Hasn't improved that much since he got here. O-line special teams and coaching have cost us big. Defense is legit. Ruffalo shouldn't be allowed to step on the field again this year. I also didn't mind just going to half with the lead. And you've got the kicker. Or not the kicker, the ball that come out in the second half. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. I, again, it kind of just goes back to the conversation we just had. So my sentiment's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, a texter says... I bet my man Stoops really got after it Saturday night, went at Missouri, then fly back for Breeders' Cup after party with Toby Keith and Jeff Ruby. No bourbon was safe that night. Skang wasn't invited because he sucks. Hey, he got 21 points against Missouri, and I think I saw a stat. They hadn't given up two touchdowns, two offensive touchdowns in a game um, since – what was it? I don't even know if it had been this year. I think it was was like a – Bad out, maybe like a bad out. Tulsa. It was Kansas State. It was a Kansas State game that got Harry on him. Yeah, um, in week right. two. But that's the only game they've done this entire year where they've given up more than two touchdowns in a game. Georgia only got one, and that was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect offensive game plan, but I I don't think that that defense is good. So yeah, we'll at least give them that. Um, guys, this is all unacceptable. Special teams absolutely atrocious. Lack of discipline and organization. Uh, offside, twelve men on the field. Uh, the the two offsides on third and twenty to make it third and ten. Like what the hell was that? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Overly conservative decision making, playing to make field goals when we can't make them. Another end of half bad decision. The, the thoughts. I just kind of muttered there because it was a lot of stuff that we yeah it's covered. all stuff we covered. Yeah, someone asked who would you be your first pick in a pickup game from this year's team. Mine would probably be Jacob Toppin, but it could be a lot of guys. What about you three? Are you in a pickup game? Chris I Livingston. Get- 
Oh, that's a, a man. I don't think your team's probably going to win, but um, interesting pick. All going, the same. going bully. He can bully inside. He can also play off the pick and roll. Yeah. I'm going Wallace. He like big guard can rebound well in a pickup game. That's what you'd like to see, yeah, but can also shoot it. Reeves ha- having a good shooters bully. He's a bully guard too. So like you, you don't get a ton of foul calls and pickup games. So it's going to be, it's going to be good for him. Give me Damian Collins. I'm short. I need the height. <laughs> I like that. A, a texter says, uh, okay, so can you all talk me out of thinking we are going to lose to Louisville? I just don't have faith in this offensive line and special teams. I mean, the long snapper is trying to give the game away last Saturday. People yeah, but Kentucky three- won at Missouri. They, they won. Thank you. They won, they won at, at Missouri. Missouri. Missouri is better than any football team in that conference that Louisville plays in. They're, they're, they, they might as well be the Sun Belt. Like, it's garbage, garbage football. It's not even the same sport that Kentucky's playing. And I, I think this game, this year, will be closer. Again, I, I don't think that's really saying much with how the other ones have gone. But I, I think this game will probably be within reason in the fourth quarter. And Kentucky's going to just have to go beat Louisville. That They should. They, so I, I'm not too overly concerned about it. The, the big thing, TJ, is that you, Louisville does match up well defensively. But Kentucky is going to make Cunningham. If they did that to Anthony Richardson, what are they going to do to Cunningham? Make him throw the ball? Like well, that's going to be a hilarious something to watch. He broke his hand on Saturday. Uh, he's really? his left hand. That's what the the UVL folks are saying. Um, supposedly, he's going to try to play through it because it's his non throwing hand. But uh, they've got a tough stretch coming up. They're going to get. They're playing some more the the most physical teams on their schedule are their next three. It probably gets progressively more physical for them. Uh, but that will be something to keep an eye on with the cards. Um, Is not it at Clemson, I, St- Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky? I think it's NC State at home at Clemson, Kentucky. Gotcha. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, you're right. That is because uh, I think Kentucky's got Georgia and they've got Clemson. That 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 stood gotcha. out to me as like, oh wow, probably the toughest games on each team's schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Which you know, in the past, it was kind of Cupcake City for the Cats. I wish they'd get back to that, but whatever. We had another Louisville text quickly. I think the Louisville game will be close, but we will miss multiple field goals or long snapper. We'll snap it over the head of the punter. Our O-line will be able to keep Will off of his back. Louisville will be blitzing the the Jesus out of them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, if Kentucky does enough stupid special teams things, then, yes, they could potentially lose. You ideally hope that gets shored up. The issue is it just hasn't. That's one thing that, like, Stoops has got to get asked about that. Like, who is on this? Who is overseeing it? Who's taking the reins on it? What is your answer for it? What can you even do? What is going wrong? Because it's everything. But it's got to get like that needs to be talking points for the media this week, as if you needed lessons from old TJ. But um, it, that needs to get brought up frequently. Let's uh, go ahead and, and bring up some basketball because it is opening day for the Wildcats at Rupp Arena against those Bison from Howard. Uh, Oscar Sheboy not going to play. Um, Hold on to your butts. I know you're going to be upset to hear that, some people. Uh, Damian Collins still uh, likely going to miss tonight, too, uh, after his father passed away. Um, Going to be home for those services. Tip-off, 630. Is this this SEC Network or is it a a plus? I think it's SEC Network. Okay. Yeah, because most 630 games are the the early ones. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Did you remember that Makur Maker? Um, went to Howard for a little bit. I did. Yeah, he's not walking through that door though. So, um, still Man, confident. Forgot what yeah. that guy's name was. Um, but 
gosh, the makers. Dog I hope, maker. I hope the well, no, they're oh, like the guard, guardian. Uh, Ed, uh, I think his name was Ed. Um, but those those guys, they were such talented basketball players. I hope they were happy with all the decisions that were made for them because um, they it did not go it did not go great. They never not neither one I think uh, played any meaningful college basketball, which was crazy for two really really good players. I can confirm that it uh, is on SEC Network, and the Bison were 16-13 and 13 last year, first winning record since 2002. Wow, on the up and up. I mean, anytime Kentucky's going to be as shorthanded as they are, it's like I think the game instantly becomes a little bit more meaningful. I still anticipate a Kentucky win. I don't anticipate it being close. UK's 26-point favorite, which I think is probably a little high for just being shorthanded or not really knowing exactly what we're going to have out there for tonight's game. But um, I think just automatically it's like, all right, people that were either not going to play as much or limited minutes, now you're going to get to go see more of them. That, that, that makes it a little bit more meaningful or, or makes it where we will learn something more throughout this game. So I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm really excited to see how they show out on their first actual game. These are the ones that count. They and are the I, ones that count. Hate, hate being the hate having to bring this up, but like, I'm just so ready for UK's last actual basketball game not to be that St. Peter's one. So, <laughs> yeah, tonight can't get here yeah. soon enough. It really, it really can't, really can't. Uh, Texter um, says we may try to get one or two more in here, and then we're going to get some Final Four picks for you very quickly. Uh, somebody texting in about St. Rayfield's basketball team had to be a Plumley bro. Obviously, I don't care. It was. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers' era over in Green Bay? Uh, it's it's not good, but I don't have enough time really to get into it either. Man, that was to... that was bad at the, the God, so bad. I'm sorry. It was painful. To, to, yeah, I mean at painful. the goal line too. You just can't get in the end zone. I think what they're going to end up doing is they're just going to say like next year will be Rodgers' last run. This year sucked. They may try to get him another piece or two. It's just kind of, they're paying, they're spending they're spending too much money on him, so they can't get great pieces around him. But I think that uh, I think they'll do one last ride next year. They'll build it up. It'll be well known that it'll be their last ride uh, because this year's over. Like, and if you would have beaten the Lions, you would have been all right. Like, probably still wouldn't have been a great year, or like maybe you would have made the playoffs, but you wouldn't have done anything if you did. But like now you're three and seven or whatever they are instead the, of. Yeah. The thing is too is like I, I wonder if they were just that afraid of put throwing Jordan Love out there, but like. You could have gotten a fire sale of picks if you just unloaded them when all that stuff was happening, right? And they yep. were like, you, you, you could have, but, but they, they were, were also afraid. Like, they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl pretty much the last three years, or at least one point throughout the season. So I, I guess they just thought, like, okay, we can, we don't need one of the best receivers in the NFL. We'll, we can, we'll be able to manage. It was just you saw it coming from a mile away. Uh, a texter says, I personally think for the Georgia game, Will should play. Will the first quarter, maybe first half, see how well it is. And if we're getting absolutely obliterated, just take him out so he can get into the Louisville game healthy. And we, we can worry about that well down the road. All right, let's do final four picks. We're going to start with our friend, Scooter Magooter. Why do I have to go first? Because uh, okay. I, I got the right four is what the answer is. I'm going to go <laughs> give, give me North Carolina. I like them to repeat and get back there. Uh, give me my off-the-wall one's going to be Texas. Oh, damn it, Scoots. That was my off-the-wall one. I'm going to take my Hoosiers, of course, and then give me Kentucky as well. Wait, wait, wait. Texas is your off-the-wall one and not Indiana? Indiana's <laughs> – suck it, Indiana Ralph. making the tournament is a big deal. Suck it. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, who's your national champion, Scooter? Uh, give me North Carolina. So I, I hate to sound chalky as well, but I, I, I do think that Texas is back. Chris Beard, like Final Four feels about right for them uh, in year number two for old Beardo. Um, I'll go uh, – uh, let's throw North Carolina out. Let's I'll, I'll say Houston, right, because they're going to – no, I, yeah, we'll say Houston. I'm just waffling now. Scoots threw me off because a lot of mine were the same. <laughs> I, I don't. I want to be different. Uh, Kentucky, naturally, and then uh, and then we'll do Gonzaga because that's boring. Uh, Kentucky wins, beats Gonzaga. They lose at Gonzaga, but win in the Final Four uh, to win the national championship. Cats by ninety, number wow. nine. Wow, I yeah. love it. Also, like that both your olds off the wall choice was the number twelve team in the country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Texas. When was the last time they went to the Final Four? You know, uh, long time. What two thousand three? Anyways, uh, I'll put I'm going to put Texas in there for my final four. Give me the Longhorns. I think Chris Beard breaks through. Uh, give me Arizona. I think they're going to be really good. I think if you can get any like good Vegas over win bets on them, uh, go ahead and do it. And I also think it's good value for the national championship as well. Uh, go ahead and give me Houston. I have I'm a big Kelvin Sampson fan. And I think that they punch through, get to the final four. And then obviously give me the Kentucky Wildcats. They beat Arizona in a 97 revenge game for the national championship. Uh, I do think I picked Kentucky to win it all last year as well. So keep that in mind. They were upset in the first round, if you all had forgotten. Um, So there's your final four picks in national championships. The season starts tonight. Let's do predictions. UK versus Howard. Uh, we may do a running tally on this. I may make a little game out of this. Ooh, that could be um, fun. But you, all I need is by your margin of victory. So I guess I do need winner, but I think we're all going to pick the Cats tonight. And I'm going to need MVP. So uh, we will start with Nick Roush. I don't want Justin to make another mess in his diaper. <laughs> Cats by 37, CJ Frederick MVP in his first official game at Rep Arena. Wow. And I know that's kind of subjective doing an MVP. Uh, we're going to do a little point system with this, but it, it'll be, you know, we'll know. Everybody will yeah. know. We'll, and we'll debate it. And if we'll debate it, it'll make good radio topic. All right. So 37 and CJ Scoots, who you got? I've got Cats by 32, and I'll take Reeves. Okay. I'll go ahead and take UK by 23, and I will take Wallace, Kaysen Wallace, as your MVP in game number one. Uh, yeah, if there's ever been an MVP competition, just going with Reeves has been beneficial so far. So maybe a good call there from Scoots. All right, enjoy the night of college basketball. It's good to be back, baby. We've got a lot to talk about tomorrow. we got a lot of text to get to on the Thornton's text line tomorrow. Appreciate everybody being tuned in. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll 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 Justin Kalen. Go Cats.